This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. All right, Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by CH Insurance. Phone lines are now open at 315-437-7644. We do have my interview with John Wildhack uh, to get to at some point on the show today, but I want to keep the college football conversation going, Seth. And as you mentioned in your update, there is growing support for this idea of an eight-team playoff. It's something I've been talking about for the last couple of years. It's a debate that's not going away. I know that at your you're relatively cool with the the current system. You wouldn't mind six. I think eight is the perfect number. And there is there is growing support for this to happen. Now the the current contract runs through 2026. So we're we're still a ways away from 2026, but you know, when you see Central Florida go unbeaten for the second consecutive year and not get a, a, you know even a sniff of the college football playoff, the Big Ten be left out of the college football playoff for the second consecutive year as well, there is some talk from, from those parties involved especially that something needs to change. Yeah, and, and those are the people that are making a fuss now. It's it's the Big 12, it's the Pac-12, it's the Big 10. And, the Big and 10 and the Pac-12, they've got some they've, they've got, got some power though. Yeah, they can throw no, their weight around no, they a little de- bit. They definitely do. And and they're the guys who are are really, you know, throwing their weight around and and Barry Alvarez is quoted uh extensively the Wisconsin athletic director in this article by the Athletic. Um look, they they if they go to eight, it's whatever. Like I, I don't think it's necessary, but fine. I, I mean, you're going to make more good football games. So what's what's the worst thing that happens? I I just I have there are problems that I have with expanding the playoff that that aren't going to be fixed, and the things that I don't want are going to end up happening. I don't think that you should have automatic bids. I don't think that the group of five should automatically get a team in, and they're both for the same reasons. It's it's tied together, and it's that you know. Just because you play in a sorry conference doesn't mean that you should automatically get in when you win your conference. You know, if the Pac-12 is terrible and and Washington wins the Pac-12 and they've got three losses and they're not one of the eight or even ten best teams in the country, why do they get an automatic bid into this playoff? You know, and, and I know that to, to satisfy everybody, they would need automatic bids, but I, I just I don't think that's the, the right way to do it. If you really want to make an eight-team playoff where you're getting the best eight teams— Put the best eight teams in. And, you know, as as a caveat of getting the group of five in, you're going to have to do something like that with them as well, right? You're going to have to give them some kind of an automatic bid. But what is that automatic bid and what is the limit on it? You know, in the BCS, there was a, you know, there was some kind of a limit. Top they said, 15. They said, hey, if you're in the top 10 or the top 15, you know, the the highest ranked group of five team, you know, get gets a gets a bid to a, a BCS game. And I, I think it's the same now in the playoff. But do you do, you do the same thing? You know, with with the group of five in this playoff, and say, hey, top fifteen, if you you know highest ranked group of five team in the top fifteen gets in, because otherwise you end up with some one or two loss team that's in you know twenty fourth or twenty fifth, and they're going to end up in the playoffs. I have two things to say in response to that. Number one, in regards to your well, what if the Pac twelve champion isn't among the top ten or fifteen teams in the country? Should they still get in? My answer is yes, because if they're not among the top ten or fifteen teams in the country, they're not going to win the playoff anyway. So, they, so then wouldn't you rather play, see that one game that's better? No, they play in a Power 5 conference. This is the way that I think it should be. The five Power 5 the the five Power 5 conference champs. Right. Automatic bids. 
one from the group of five, and I'll get to that in a second. That makes six, and then two wild cards. Right. And this year, those wild cards would have been Notre Dame and Georgia. You have any par- problem with Notre Dame or Georgia being in? No, the, okay. no, I, I have no problem with the at-large teams that get in. Okay, so now, so you've got eight, and you and you make you know you make your format from there, and you go. And if Washington, you know, plays theoretically, if Washington plays, you know, Alabama or Clemson, and they're not good, they're not going to win. And but they got in because they're in the Power Five. Um, so that that's one thing. I would say, yes, you still let the Pac-12 school in, even if they're not in the top 10 in the country. In regards to the group of five, what do we love about March Madness? We, we love, love the upsets. Right. We love we the love little the guy. We love the fact the little guy gets a shot. We love watching Kansas play Coastal Carolina in the first round, right? We love watching UMBC you know, beat Virginia. Now that happens, it's the first time it's ever happened. It happens once in a blue moon. So I think it would be great for college football that Central Florida gets Alabama in the first round. All right, you know, you want to show you, want to show you belong? All right, you've got Alabama. Now right, go and prove it. And you're if they going lose to by Tuscaloosa 50, and good luck. If they right. lose by 50, they lose by 50. But what if they don't? And then, you know, that that is exciting for the sport. So, no, but, but see, I, I don't have the problem with the UCF. Like, I, they... They have proven now over the last two years that if if this playoff is expanded to eight, that they absolutely deserve a seat at the table, right? They they've won all their games. They went down to the Peach Bowl last year and they beat a a, a good SEC team that beat the national champions. Like they they proved, you know, you, you know they've proven that if this is an eight team playoff, they they've deserved their seat. What I'm talking about is that team that. You know, is is ranked twentieth. Yes, they but still they're the highest ranked. My my point but is because you, you don't get UMBC against Virginia in the college basketball tournament. If they did it like that, is UMBC in the top sixty four? The RPI? No. no, they're not. You, we love that. But we, they're but they're also fundamentally different sports and fundamentally understood. different ways of doing it. Understood. But the the top team from the group of five isn't going to be, you know, a. Eight and four team that's outside the top fifty in the country, right? I mean, generally you're going to have a few teams from the group of five that run the table, or eleven and one, or something along. They, you're talking about the best team from the group of five. Somebody's going to have a really good year. There are three group of five teams this year ranked in the top twenty-five. Fine. There's, there's UCF at eighth. There's eleven and two Fresno State twenty-first, and there's ten and three Boise State at twenty-fifth. Right. So my point is, you're not getting like an eight and four team from the MAC or so. I mean, the best you're talking about the best team from the group of five. It's going to be somebody who has a gaudy record. My, but my my point is, most of the time, it's not going to be that team that's undefeated. It's not going to be a team that that has you know done much of anything, and and instead, it's going to be a team that like Fresno State that went to Minnesota and lost. Or but lost, then, lost to Boise State. Fine. Like I, then they go and they get, you know, stomped by Alabama. Fine. But at least we get that game. And you know, generally the UMBCs of the world they get stomped by whoever they play in the first round. But do we but want one, that game? Yes, we do. At least I do. I think it would be great. I think it is the ideal scenario. The five conference champs, two wild cards. This year would be Notre Dame and Georgia. Both certainly belong. And then whoever else. And in, and in this case, it's Central Florida, and they belong as well. Well, so I, the only reason I, I – so my, my thought process here, you would rather see – and I'm t- again, for the sake of this, I'm taking UCF out of the equation. Because UCF right now is twelve and zero, and they and they are you know in in a position where in an eighteen playoff that you know that makes a whole lot of sense. You would rather see Alabama Fresno State than Alabama Michigan. Yes, yes, I would because it 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 to me it feels like it's complete. Then you've got the best of the best. You've got the best little guy, and let's be honest, Seth. It like Central Florida might be 
among the best five teams in the country, but we really don't know because you know nobody's going to play them. Nobody, nobody plays them these days, right? They're, they're too dangerous. You get nothing out of it if you win because you're supposed to win. You're Clemson or Alabama or Oklahoma or whoever you are. And if you lose, then it's a black mark on your, your schedule. They are too dangerous. Nobody wants to play them. So you give the best little guy a chance. You give the five conference champs a chance. And then if you happen to be Georgia and you were awesome, but you lost to Alabama in a really close game, you still get a chance. You, In my opinion, that would be a complete tournament. It would be a complete cross-section of college football. The best little guy, the conference champs, and the two that you know maybe they played in a really tough conference, but they still get in. And you just you, you see how it all plays out. And then to me, you've got a, a true conference. You can't tell me that Georgia isn't good enough to win the national title. Of course they are. Of course they are. Right. I would say, and, and I know you disagree with this, I would say that no matter what, you have to be a top 15 team at year end to be in the top in, in the playoff. So if you are a conference champion, you get that automatic bid provided you're top 15. If you're a group of five team, you get that automatic bid provided you're a top 15 team. The problem with that is that you most likely are going to have a 12-0 or 11-1 team, and you're going to have people decide just their opinion whether or not they deserve a shot. Then then let's go back to the BCS, and we'll we'll use their rankings that, that, let's be honest, weren't bad rankings. We just hated that they only had two people. My my point is is if you've got... A team that, you know, say Fresno State is 17th and not 15th. So they're denied a chance because a few people thought, you know, they're the 17th best team in the country instead of 15th. Like, they're the best. If if we all they're agree the that the they're rest. the best of the rest, then they get a seat at the table. And then you eliminate, to large degree, the controversy. They're the best group of five. Okay, you get a seat at the table. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got uh, Ed in the car wants to check in on this subject. Hey, Ed. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Uh, I've, I've, I've enjoyed uh, listening uh, to, to everything that uh, you've been saying. I think I've got to kind of agree with Steve, though, um, going with uh, the five conference champions, and then you have uh, three uh, wild cards, so to speak, that would make out, uh, round out the, the total of eight. And then as far as that goes, you just take those eight teams, and then uh, one will play eight. You decide, uh, once you have those eight teams, uh, who is the best and who is the second and so on and so forth. And, and just one step further, I think this actually would perhaps bring some parity to college football as well. So um, maybe the, the Big Ten or the PAC, uh, uh, the, the PAC conference maybe doesn't um, get those quality athletes uh, as much as the SEC does because of the, the notoriety and everything. And now maybe if you get, uh, 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 you know, your, your, your PAC team in there uh, on national TV, playoffs a whole bit, uh, they're going to give a, a little bit of notoriety to that conference more than than maybe the you know the old East Coast West Coast bias type of thing, and and maybe we'll start to see some uh, some strong programs uh, develop where they used to be, and and also look at the the the, the Big Ten, um, it, you know sometimes they beat each other up, and uh, just because a team maybe has two maybe even three losses doesn't mean that they're a bad team, and and we sometimes I think those that vote. Uh, look at the record more than um, you know the 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 overall conference that kind of uh, beats each other up year after year and and ultimately maybe hurts itself um, as well. So um, I kind of like the idea of the five conference champions and going with three um, uh, three wild cards, so to speak, or at large, and uh, and then 
reseeding them once you get those eight, reseed them from there. Yeah, I think that's a great call, Ed. We appreciate checking in. Really good call. Yeah, no, um, I, I th- like I like Ed's call. I, I like the point he made about it, it could it could lead to more good teams around the country. I, I don't know. I I just I would like to put more parameters because you're dealing with eight and not sixty four. You know, you're you're dealing with you're dealing with fewer teams. So I, I would just I would rather put more parameters on this to make sure you're getting eight good teams. And that's fine. I do like his point about parity as well. Like if you have an offer from Wake Forest and you have an offer from, say, Central Florida or if like, you know, Boise State or Fresno State, somebody who who starts to become a power in the in the group of five schools. Right. Are you gonna, you know, are you gonna go to Wake Forest? Or you, hey, I might go to Central Florida because I know I actually have a shot at winning a national title, or at least I have a shot at the college football playoff, where if you go to Wake you're not going there. We do need to take a time out. A lot of people want to chime in on this. If you're on hold, please stay on hold. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. All right, Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. Back to the phone lines we go. Scooter in Janesville up next on the show. Hey, Scooter, thanks for holding. How are you? Yeah, there's no problem. Uh, the interesting part is, is is what you're talking about is getting rid of the the, the conference championship games because I've I, I've been a proponent of doing that anyway because if there's no carrot at the end, then what, what good are they? For example, I mean, like you said, Ohio State won their conference title; they're still sitting home. A couple of years ago, Penn State uh, beat Wisconsin. Ohio State went from uh, from from that conference. So actually, you know, so actually, winning your conference title means nothing. And if you do it that way, if you get rid of the conference title. You can have that weekend have have the eight teams play instead of the conference title games at the home teams of the higher four seeds, and therefore, you, you, therefore, you're not going to add a, an extra game or an extra week, and then those 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 teams that lose, you know, though they're fate, and you actually still go to bowl games to, to fill to fill the slot. So if if you're willing to get rid of the conference title, I think we have troubles with the Southeast Conference. Because I got to be honest, I think all these. The other the other conference title games they play them, but I don't think uh, from an economic standpoint. Like you've looked at the Washington Utah conference game, there's basically nobody in the stands. And geographically, I'll let you out. Know, a lot of places uh, you have to travel. And you don't know until until the week before if you're going to go travel to like uh, you know Dallas if you have Oklahoma. It could have been West Virginia if West Virginia beat uh, Oklahoma the, the last game of the season. So therefore, it's the same scenario. Is, is that if you just you know just make that week the first round of this playoff, and they're actually more meaningful games because the four people advance. Now, as far as the non-power five, uh, Steve and I, you, you, you and I agree. Basically, that's the best setup that you're talking about. Being a being a Boise State fan, if you go back to the year that LSU and Alabama played for the title, I believe I believe Boise State ended up in the BCS title uh, standings uh, fourth. Fourth in the nation, okay. They still went to the Vegas Bowl, and even in the that year that uh, Virginia Tech and Michigan uh, actually went to the Sugar Bowl. And if you look at that team there, I think that team could have beaten Alabama now too, because because that team there, if you look at what well, who's on that team, I think they had eight um, um, eight draft picks off that team, including Doug Martin, who played number one pick for Tampa Bay, and an offensive lineman that was number one for St. Louis. The wide receivers both started. They both started in the uh, in, in in the NFL. Titus Young and 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 I think he started for uh, uh, St. Louis, and another guy started for Detroit Lions. Basically, what happened was 
Boise State changed their format when this format started because they know that no matter what they did, they weren't going to play for a title. And so economically, they kind of shut down the national recruiting stage. They used to have a pipeline for Dallas and California, but there's no sense spending all this money if the best you're going to do is you have to beat out the other five conferences just to get um, one of those uh, you know, New Orleans or New Year's Day uh, games. And so they kind of shut it down. But if they go, come back and got hope, then basically I think they'll go back and nationally try to recruit. And if you look at, you know, since they've gone to this uh, Power Five thing where one team represents the smaller guy, take a look. Uh, the smaller guy has won more uh, bowl games against the b- bigger ones than the, than the opposite. Boy, the state of Arizona a couple years ago, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, um, Houston. Houston beat Florida State in one bowl game. Central Florida won won a game. So if you look at look at when they got their shot, they've actually beaten the the the, the big boys. And I think I think if you find out if you give them that hope again, that the recruiting is going to be going to be bigger. But right now, Central Florida last year, in, in my opinion, would actually beaten Clemson if they had a shot to play them because Clemson who lost to Syracuse last year wasn't explosive, and Central Florida had an explosive team plus. They were one of the best defensive players that Auburn couldn't block. You remember that game. And if you look at that game and took away the brand name, there's very little t- uh, players I thought in Auburn actually would start for Central Florida in the skill positions. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting idea. And as far as the bowl games go and why Power 5 teams are losing to, to group of five teams, uh, I don't know, but I, isn't there some of what we've been talking about with Syracuse and, and West Virginia involved in there at least a little bit? Like I'm not, I'm not saying that's the only reason why uh, these Power 5 teams are losing to Group of 5 teams, but there's a whole lot more riding on those games for the Group of 5 school than there is for the Power 5 school. There, there's a lot more behind them. Uh, look, I'm not against including these guys in the playoff. I, I'm not. I think that there should be parameters, and I think that the parameters should be the same for everybody, not just the Group of 5. I think that there should be some kind of a a ceiling. If you're not inside X number, top 15, top 20, whatever you want to make it, if you're not inside that, then you don't get in the playoffs. And my point is that generally the group of five, the best team for the group of five is going to be in the top right. 20. So so let them be, so let that happen and and just put the put the parameter in that you know is going to happen and, and then let him in. I I just, I want to see that little guy get a chance. Who won the 2007 Fiesta Bowl when Boise State played Oklahoma? Boise State did. They did. Do you remember who won any of the Fiesta Bowls from like, you know, no. 2008 to 2012? No, we remember that one. Why? Because it was Boise State and they had trick plays and it was cool. And, you know, you're going to remember that UMBC beat Virginia. You're going to remember, you know, what happened, you know, who the number one seeds played, you know, any of the other number one seeds last year. Do you remember who they played? No, no. you have no idea. My, my point is give the little guy a chance. I don't care if they're ranked 19th or 26th. They Whoever the best of the rest is... They get a chance to play. That's look. That's fine. I I don't agree. I I also don't agree that if the Pac-12 champ is the 18th ranked team in the country, they should get in. Or if the Big Ten champ one year is the he's the 18th ranked team in the country, well, they're not going to win the playoff. They get a seat at the table. But why? But why waste it? You're not wasting it. Yes, it is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Only eight of these seats. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways because we've talked about this in the past. And you say, you know, then you're debating the seventh or eighth or ninth team, and they have no chance of winning, and they're not good. So if they're not good, then why do you care if the Pac-12 gets the number? 12 team there's in the no, country opposed to the number 9 team there's, in the country. There's not a difference between there's not a difference between 18th and 8th. 
I mean, that you think that the conference champ is going to be 18? What was Washington this year? They're like ninth I mean, they or something. Dead. Okay, fine. They would still get in. Again, you're, no, but, you, you but throw you, out these, but like, but, these ex- exaggerations okay, that but, but it's, most likely are not going to happen. Okay, you say most likely it's not going to happen. There, there's a, there were multiple championship games this year where if the where the other team, and I know it's 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 the longest of long shots, the other team's unranked, and if they were to put, and as you say, you want the upset, so if that team pulls off the upset in the conference championship game, and all of a sudden it's the ACC champion Pittsburgh at, but, but at again, nine and five, let me stop you again. That's why you do away with divisions because if you're the Big Ten and you've got Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State, two of those three teams meeting in the finals, and whoever wins, are you bothered that Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State's in the, in the playoff? I get that you don't want Northwestern, but. You know, in the ACC, they do away with divisions. Now, this happened to be a down year for the ACC. It would have been, you know, again, if you're going with the two best teams, it's Syracuse and Clemson. Now, you know, you would feel like, okay, Syracuse doesn't belong in the eight-team playoff. But generally speaking, there are two good teams in the ACC. It's Clemson and Florida State. Or, you know, Louisville was way down this year. Miami was down. But generally, you've got two good teams. So if it was Clemson and Miami in the title game and Miami was having a good year, would you have a problem with Miami being in the playoff? No. It just it, it worked out that way this year that Pitt and Northwest and we're in the title games, you do away with divisions and you eliminate that problem. Well, yeah, you should do away with it, with divisions anyway and you should put your two best teams in the title game. I, I'm not in favor of, in an, in an eight-team tournament, I'm not in favor of carte blanche automatic bids. I, I, I'm not. That's why you build in the wild cards. And then if you know if, if something goes screwy and there's an upset in the conference title okay, game, you then, still got the wild cards to fall and, back on. And then you're taking out somebody else that should be in. Okay, Clemson, <laughs> Clemson loses Clemson loses to, to Pittsburgh. Awesome, they're still in. Okay, but but Notre Dame's out. Notre Dame went undefeated this year and deserves a spot in you that are the same person, like, though, I don't, I don't. You are the same person that was upset about deciding between the 7th, 8th, and ninth best teams. And I'd rather, but I'd rather have that argument than say, oh, well, you know what? Pittsburgh snuck that upset and won, and they're and they're nine and four. But, it, but they get would in. not be in the. It, again, you do away with divisions, and then you're not you know you're not stuck with a, a bad team in a conference title game in a Power Five conference. That's fine, but we don't live in that world yet. Well, if you made this change, my belief, I think the Big Ten's going to do it anyway, but my belief is you do away with divisions and then, you know, the problem solved then. Then you don't have the problem you're discussing. Sorry, Steve in North Syracuse has been holding for a really long time. We apologize for keeping you waiting, Steve. How are you today? Well, it was an interesting discussion to listen to. I've, I've got several points both on the subject of divisions and the playoff, and I'll be as quick as I can with each one because I know you're probably way overdue for a break. Um Firstly, I, I came up with an alternative to eliminating divisions. I don't know if this is better, but I was more concerned with creating balance within the conferences. Uh, and I actually sent this into the ACC. Uh, I never got a response, of course. Uh, take the uh, uh, results from the previous year and rank the teams in your conference from 1 to 14, uh, maybe a Sagren-type system or something like that. And then your divisions the next year are the teams that finished in the odd spots and the teams that finished in the even spots. So one division has the one team, the third team, the fifth team, the 17th, ninth team, and so on. The other divisions have second, fourth, sixth, eighth. And that way, uh, although teams are going to change from year to year, I think you'd have greater balance than under the current system. Uh, because you'd be rearranging the teams based upon what they just accomplished. And you could play the teams in your division plus two teams from the other division, one of which would be 
a team of mutual choice. He could keep rivalries going each year. And the other would be whoever he hadn't played in the longest time. And I think that would at least help the divisional situation uh, better than what we have now. As far as the playoff, uh, I think there are several considerations. One, the whole purpose of having divisions within a sport, I'm talking about FBS, FCS, two and three, is to give everybody a chance at the title. And if you have a system where everybody doesn't have a chance at the title, something's wrong. They should either take the non-power conference teams and combine them with SCS, which is where most of them came from, and have that be a, a championship. Or you've got to have a decision, a system in FBS that gives all those teams a, 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 a shot at winning the championship. Otherwise, why well, put them in that division? And if you have an automatic bid for the best of the rest, then at least those teams know that if they keep beating the team in front of them, they can get into the playoff and then keep beating the team in front of them, they can win the championship. So I like the idea of an automatic bid for the rest if you're going to keep them in that division. I also think that you need to have all the logical contenders in your tournament for the tournament to really be valid. You look at the history of national championships from the writers, the coaches, the BCS, the playoff, there's been 92 teams recognized over the years as a national champion, and 88 of them have won all their games or all their games but one. Three of them had a loss and a tie, and of course those ties would have been played to a, to a, a win or a loss today. There's only been one team that had two losses and won the national championship. That was LSU in 07. So obviously our definition of a national champion involves winning all your games or all your games but one. And the other part of the definition would be strength of schedule. We're looking for a power conference level team that's played a power conference type of schedule. And therefore I think you have to have a system that includes all such teams and if Ohio State can lose all but one game and win a major conference and not be in, I think your playoff system is too small. You're always going to have an argument about uh, four versus five, eight versus nine, 16 versus 17. But if that argument is not between teams that have won all our games or all our games but won, then you've got the teams you need in your playoff, and the winner will be a more valid champion. So I'm in favor of expanding to eight. I don't see the point of having a 14 playoff with five power conferences, so I would be in favor of them getting automatic bids and an automatic bid to the best of the rest if you're going to keep them in the division, plus two at-large teams, and I just think that would be the best system. I appreciate the call, Steve. A lot of really good stuff to get to there. We, You're right. We do need to take our final time out here in hour number one. We'll react to Steve's call on the other side. Keep it here. Orange Nation rolls on right after this on ESPN Radio. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. All right, Stephen Seth's back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. I want to get back to something Steve mentioned, our, our last caller. Uh, he said that in order to have the, the true champion, you need all the, the the true title contenders involved. And I think that's where the four-team playoff falls short because I think we would all agree that certainly Georgia and most likely Ohio State, you could make a case that, that they are a legitimate title contender. Like if they got in the four-team playoff, they both potentially could win it. Or if they were in an eight-team playoff, Georgia is good enough to win it. Ohio State yeah. is 
probably good enough to win it. And you look at the other sports, right? You get the NFL. And and we've seen wild cards, you know, win the Super Bowl. But do you really feel like a team that's left out of the playoffs has a case for, well, you know, too bad, you know, the Steelers didn't get in this year because they could have run the table or, you know, or, you know, you look at Jacksonville, they started the year like a ball of fire and, and now they, they've stumbled and, and they've been awful. And, you know, if, if these these mediocre teams that don't make the playoffs, it's it's their own fault that they don't have a chance at the Super Bowl, I guess is my point. But with Ohio State, for instance, they lost one game. You know, Georgia was right there in the SEC title game. Things don't go their way in the final five minutes and they miss out on an opportunity. You know, you look at the NBA the nine seed in the West or the nine seed in the East, would they have a chance at the no. at the title? No, they, they have no chance. Major League Baseball, on down the list. You know, if you're a mediocre team that, that doesn't make the playoffs in Major League Baseball, you know, you're not a 500 team, you, it, it, it's your own fault. So I think this is really the one sport where teams that have the ability to win the title are not involved. Like, I can't think off the top okay. of my head of another also- North American sport where – Teams that could win the championship are not included in the playoffs. No, and and this is going to be a bad answer, but the college football has always been different in that regard, and and they've they've never gotten it right. They they've always had a bad system. It's it was it was up to poll voters when nobody knew who was the national champion. Uh, you know, going into games and bowl games, just said, "Hey, we're the national championship game this year," and and so we just kind of agreed. And then it was the BCS, which. I will still contend the computers were fine. It was that we just sent two teams to the championship game. That was the problem. You know, nobody liked that. We've got four teams, which is better than two teams, which is a hell of a lot better than the poll era. You know, and, and nobody likes this. So it, it's just a matter of, like, college football has never gotten this right. And just because now is their best system doesn't mean it's perfect, but now is clearly the best thing that college football has ever had as far as defend, determining a champion. So we should settle because it's better than no, what, not, what it I'm has saying, been? No, I'm not saying that. But So I, let's make it I even that, better than it is now. And that's fine. But I, I also think that college football is different from other sports in that regard. That I, I don't think that just because other sports do it a certain way, you have to look at college football and say, that's the way it has to be done there. Like, it doesn't have to be... It no, does, I don't you know, think it doesn't it's too have much to be to, transposed to, to football just because. I don't think it's too much to ask to want all the teams that have a legitimate chance of winning the national title to be included. And that that's all I'm saying. I can't think of so another example. So don't give automatic bids to the conference champions and don't let Pitt, Northwestern, and Utah have a shot But in. again, Pitt, Northwestern, and Utah, they're not going to be a thing. It, like, if you, if you get rid of divisions, and I understand that point is easy to make right now, but if you're looking big picture, if you have Ohio State and Michigan playing in the Big Ten Championship, whoever wins, go. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I know we're up against the timeout. I just want all the teams that could win the title to be involved. I don't think that's too much to ask. No. So give me the best eight teams. Put them in a put them in a playoff. But who decides the eight teams? Like bring again. You're overthinking bring back, this. Bring back the stupid computers. You're like, overthinking was, this. It's not that hard. You are overthinking this. I'm I'm really not. You let it. You let. It be decided on the field with the five conference. Cha- if you're the best in your conference, go win. Like we see it in NCAA basketball all the time, the mid majors. Like you want an automatic bid into the tournament, this, then go win again, your tournament. Again, this isn't college basketball, and there aren't 64 seats at the table, and there aren't 30 at large bids on the floor here. There are eight teams that are going to get into this playoff. We don't have to give automatic bids. If bid you are a legitimate title contender, if you are a legitimate title contender, then win your conference. Like if you're Clemson and you lose to Pitt, then you know what, Seth? You're not that good. 
If you lose the pit with everything on the line like that, you're not that good. Fine, then Georgia's not that good and they shouldn't be in the playoff either. That, but you know, again, you know that that's not the case. Georgia and Alabama are, you're, you're, you can't compare Georgia and Alabama to Clemson and Pitt. No. You're I, saying, I don't want Pitt in the tournament. Well, then just go beat Pitt. And if you don't beat Pitt with everything on the line, then you're not that good. We got to take a timeout. Hour number two kicks off right after this.